Buckeyes are going to roll. I love the over. I think points are going to be scored. Last week, I went six of eight units, made a boatload of money. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. He's not the coach to get Pence there over the hump. He's going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Looking at where the models and the lines are running at least two scores different. And then my staked in the boom lock of the week. This is the two-unit play. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. Mickey, Scotty, you ready to go make our listeners some money? Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bets Fun. It's Friday night, January 8th, and we're recording the show live. Uh, this podcast is going to drop later tonight on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. As our name suggests, we talk sports, we make some bets, and we have some fun doing it all. Uh, and in addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Sports Bets Fun. And be sure to check out our website, sportsbetsfun.com, for a fresh take on sports and sports betting content. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me again tonight uh, is Mickey San Reno. Uh, Scotty B. Good is off again tonight, uh, but we're looking forward to having him back on as uh, uh, in our future shows. So, um, Mickey, it's been a couple weeks since our last show. Um Tell our listeners what you've been up to. I saw you had quite the success picking college football bowl games. Yeah, happy new year. Uh, 2020 was good. I went 11 and 6 in the bowl games uh, in the year. And then January 1st came, went 2 and 2 to after the playoffs, was sitting at 13 and 8. Had a rough January 2nd. That backdoor Texas AM cover helped me out. Ended the bowl season 14 and 11. In the green, can't go broke, turning a profit. Uh, but uh, I've been out of action this week. I've been out in Colorado skiing, almost skied off the mountain once. I uh, was at Vail, epic powder day on Tuesday. It was amazing. Um, but uh, I heard a rumor, Maddie, that you are uh, uh, handling yourself very fine in an NCAA basketball cappers league. Why don't you tell our fans about that? Yeah, Mickey, it's been uh... – it's been great. Join this uh, Cappers League uh, through Twitter, and there's uh, about, I believe, 55 or 56 participants in it. You know, we're all submitting our picks and tracking all that. Um, it's great to kind of see uh, what, what a lot of these other folks are doing out there. But, yeah, today moved into third place. I had a 5-0 and run yesterday to kind of vault me up there. And currently in the money, top four places pay out. So uh, we'll see. It wraps up. Uh, Saturday is going to be our last day. Uh, with picks so it'll be wrapping up quickly and we'll see how we do and uh, i think i'm going to do it again next week so um but yeah uh keep an eye out on twitter i'll, I'll keep folks posted on on how that wraps up and uh uh you know maybe it'll be something up on the website too as well so um yeah it's been exciting and uh but hey mickey we got a lot of action and we got a show to get into so tell our tell our listeners what's on tap well, we've got a big weekend in football. We're breaking down the college football national championship game between Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, it's NFL wildcard weekend. Triple headers both Saturday and Sunday. We're going to talk about those games. And, of course, stay tuned. At the end of the show, we'll have our money-making picks. Uh, but, Matty, we have the college football championship game. Let's set the stage there. Yeah, let's start with that. Uh, obviously, the game is Monday night and uh, it's confirmed that both teams were traveling to, I believe, Miami's where they're going to be playing it. So both teams apparently left this morning for travel. There was some talk 
uh, earlier in the week about potentially needing to postpone it another week. But we got number one, Alabama, number three, Ohio State. Uh, the line is Bama, last I saw, is minus eight and a half. Um, and total points is sitting at 74 and a half. Bama got there by hammering number four, Notre Dame, 31 to 14. Uh, there was a backdoor cover there by Notre Dame. So I know, uh, I know that bit a couple people, uh, uh, when that happened, but nevertheless, uh, Bama got there. They took care of business pretty, pretty easily. And Ohio state, uh, shocked the college football world by throttling number two Clemson. I know there was a lot of folks that thought, you know, the Buckeyes definitely could, could maybe squeak out the victory that they had the talent to do it. But the way they did that uh, definitely surprised a lot of people. Um, and you know what, Mickey, I think Justin Fields just threw another touchdown pass while we were, we were talking about this. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Clemson was favored by five more than a TD in that game. So um, pretty wild, but uh we're going we're gonna to talk about Ohio State and Alabama and break that down. But, Mickey, I was really wishing our boy Scotty Be Good was here tonight because I want to dog him on picking Clemson to beat the Buckeyes. I mean, he, he was riding Clemson hard, talking about how it's a two-team show, Alabama and Clemson. And uh, I know Scotty Be Good's going to – he's going to uh, be straight up and tell us, uh, tell us about the Buckeyes and, and how they, they earned it. But uh, I just wanted to have the opportunity to kind of dog him a little bit on the show, have a little fun with him. And uh, we're going to have to save that maybe for, for a future week. So, But, uh, Mickey, I guess, yeah, we'll have to get to that in another week. Uh, no surprise. Uh, you know, Scotty was big on Texas A&M making the playoffs and Ohio State not deserving it. He ducked the show when we were talking about that. He was big on Clemson and Bama. Uh, Ohio State whooped Clemson. Now he's dodging the show again. Uh, I'm curious what Scotty Betts is going to say when, when we hear from him after, uh, after this week. Well, and Scotty, if you listen, we love you, man. We just, we just like dogging you for uh, uh, picking against the Buckeyes. So, um, Mickey, before we get into the Alabama-Ohio State game, what, what jumped out about you uh, about Ohio State-Clemson? Well, you know, Bama took care of business against Notre Dame. That was as expected. You know, you thought Ohio State and Clemson might be a hard-fought, slug-it-out game similar to last year, but it, Ohio State jumped on them from the get-go, and, and I thought they, they coasted through that game. Uh, outside of Justin Fields taking that, that shot to his ribs that clearly injured him, they seemed to get through pretty unscathed, and it wasn't a four-quarter uh, physical game. So... I think they'll be ready to go this week. I was surprised 49 points against that Clemson team was a surprise, the way they picked apart. Uh, the defense stood out, but uh, I thought the Ohio State defense stepped up in a big way. That was good to see. Yeah, and uh, you know the Buckeyes really put together a full performance. And you know having only played uh, six games going before, before that game, they really hadn't had a full performance. They really hadn't needed a full performance. Um, and I know they were taking a little bit of heat from analysts around the country. But, uh, you know, I think we saw what a lot of people expected to see the Buckeyes and, and what this team was going to look like. So that was that was fun to see. But let's pivot into the national championship game. Uh, we're looking at Alabama. We're looking at Ohio State. Mickey, let's start with Alabama. Give us, you know, two to three keys to the game uh, for Alabama to win. And then we'll, we'll do the Buckeyes after that. Yeah. You know, an offense. Alabama, they need to get off to a fast start. You saw this season, that's what they did often, and it paid dividends for them. Uh, it's been their MO. Really, the only game that stands out where this didn't happen was the Georgia game. 
but as Bama showed, Maddie, they had the firepower to, to keep scoring. They ended up coming back and winning that one. Yeah, I, they, they definitely have the firepower. I think it'll be interesting. Clemson attacked the edges on the Ohio State defense early, and the Buckeyes made their adjustment. And Clemson was not able to run the ball uh, really that well and not able to run up the middle. So with Alabama, I, I think one of the keys to their offense is um, running that football and be able really to run between the tackles with, with Najee Harris. If, uh, if they're able to get four or five yards on a first down or, or, or when they need it, you know, to move the chains, I think their offense is going to be in good shape. What do you see on the, the defensive side? Yeah, how will they slow the balanced Ohio State attack? Obviously, Trey Sermon in the run game has been a, a big surprise uh, over the last two games. I think he has nearly 600 yards of rushing or something ridiculous. Uh, and the passing attack, Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, the tight ends got involved against Clemson. That was a big surprise, something we haven't seen. Bama's had issues stopping better offenses they played, notably Florida in the SEC Championship and Ole Miss during the regular season. Uh, Georgia for a half looked pretty good until their walk-on quarterback looked like a walk-on. Ohio State has more talent than both of those teams, Maddie. So that's an area where I'm curious to see how Bama can slow them and, and get key stops that they may need. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if Bama can stop Trey Sermon, um, that, that'll that be big for them. It's the Buckeyes. I think the death to Clemson's defense was the Buckeyes' ability to run the football and throw the football, that balanced attack. And we saw that with Olave in the lineup. We didn't see that against Northwestern with Olave out of the lineup. So, um, But if if Alabama and Nick Saban's defense can, can take away, really sp- take away the run and, and make Ohio State one-dimensional, I think they'll, they'll, they'll have a lot more success or, or at least a, a better chance of having more success against them. Uh, on the other side of the, of the ball, when we're looking at Ohio State and, and their or their offense and defense, what do you what do you see as the keys for the Buckeyes, Mickey, to well, win this we game? Key, we had this key against Clemson. It's how does the defense with secondary match up uh, this week? It's Bama. Bama's passing attack: Mac Jones, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith. Who's going to match up on him? Uh, are they going to be able to limit the big explosive plays that Bama gets that turn games uh, to the tide's favor? Sean Wade didn't look that great versus Clemson, uh, but overall I thought the back end was okay in that game. Uh, But that mostly was because of a strong defensive line play, a lot of pressure. They pressured Lawrence all game. Jonathan Cooper was huge coming up with some big plays. They caused a couple turnovers. Uh, They'll need to have that against Bama Maddie, I I think, to to really slow the passing attack because you know that Devontae Smith, uh, John Mechie, the rumor is that Jalen Waddell might, might play. Uh, how's Ohio State contain that attack would be huge. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, our boy Scotty B. Good agrees. You know, he sent some notes over, and I want to just kind of touch on some of these at this point. So, and was, you know, Scotty was talking about Ohio State really really needing to be balanced to win that game. But as he was saying, he, he thinks Alabama still has – the most potent offense in college football. So if you're the Buckeyes, your defense, um, how do you, how do you limit the explosive plays? How do you make, you know, if Devonte Smith catches a six yard pass, how do you tackle them? So it's a six yard gain, not a 26 or 46 yard gain. Uh, that's going to be important too. Um, I also think the pressure that the Buckeyes get, you know, Mac Jones is not the most mobile quarterback. He can move around enough to buy a little bit of time, but you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is a better 
runner, you know, getting outside the pocket and picking up yards. So I actually think this could play well for Ohio State. Um, you know, traditionally, and you know, every defense has, has challenges against uh, quarterbacks that can throw and, and are very mobile and, and pick up pick up yards. We saw what Cardale Jones did against Alabama uh, several years ago with being able to pick up some third downs. I'm not so sure Mac Jones is going to be able to to really be able to do that. And if the Buckeyes can get pressure on him with those the big defensive tackles right up the middle and sort of force him to be moving around a little bit, get uncomfortable, that could really potentially help the Buckeyes, you know, pass defense by maybe limiting Mac Jones. Uh, maybe he, he you know can't get the ball out quick quick enough, and he's got to move around and find a second or third option. Um, so I think that's a key to the game uh, for the Buckeyes defense there. On the offense side of ball, Mickey, what are you seeing for the Buckeyes? Well, Justin Fields needs to play at that same level he brought against Clemson. Uh, Ohio State's going to have to score to put pressure on Bama. Uh, the Buckeyes have weapons on offense that are going to create matchup issues uh, across the field. Obviously, Trey Sermon in the run game, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, names that we mentioned. Uh, but they're going to have to do the same thing they did against Clemson. They're going to have to score early, get a lead, put that pressure on Bama to respond. Uh, that's not a position that Tide want to be in or they're used to playing in. They, they, you know, one game this year, I believe they were down at half. That was against Georgia. Uh, you know, to your point, Maddie, I, I don't think we've seen Alabama play with that type of adversity. So if Ohio State can score and put pressure on Bama to respond and, and the defense can step up, the defensive line for Ohio State can step up and, and disrupt the Bama timing and rhythm in their passing game, I, I think that's going to be the big key, but it's ultimately going to come down to Ohio State, or I'm sorry, Ohio State putting pressure on Alabama by moving the ball and scoring points. Yeah, and I agree 100% with that. And I think how they do that, if they can run the football with Trey Sermon, which he's come to life at the, at the right time, and, and if they can parlay off of that some big plays in the passing game. And if you think about it, you know, go back to the 2014 game, yeah, Zeke Elliott was able to chew up yards on the ground, and then they were hitting Devin Smith over the top. Uh, it's a great formula for success, and the Buckeyes' offense appears to be, uh, you know, kind of hitting their stride at the right time. And if Sermon's able to, you know, chew up eight, nine yards, uh, you know, those passes to uh, the Buckeyes' receivers, Olave and Wilson, they're going to be open. They're going to be there, and if, and if uh, Fields can hit those. Um, they, they'll definitely be able to respond to that Alabama offense. Yeah, and I liked uh, I liked the the tempo in which they played at against Clemson. They went fast, they went slow, they mixed it up, they they kept the defense on edge. And and I mentioned it briefly a second ago. They used the tight ends in a way we haven't seen in a couple years. Uh, that's going to be a big matchup issue for Alabama because we know the Ohio State tight ends are, are good, solid all around blockers. They're good, solid receivers in the passing game, and how Ohio State uses them is going to be big. So we're going to give our picks. Mickey and I are going to give our picks later in the show on this game. Um, but Mickey, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I've got Scotty B. Good's pick, so I'm going to give that here. And why don't you and I uh, give our thoughts on how we think this game's going to break down? We won't give our pick quite yet, but but we'll 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 tell tell our listeners what we think is going to happen. So uh, first off, Scotty B. Good apparently would be picking Ohio State with the points. And now he thinks Bama's going to win. He's saying, he's saying, I think Bama wins by a field goal. I think they can do enough to slow down the run game of Ohio State without loading the box, which will in return enable them to cover the deep ball better than Clemson was able to do. So that's where Scotty B. Good is on this. Uh, likes, likes Bama to win, but likes Ohio State to cover. 
Mickey, how do you think this game's going to unfold? Historically, this game has been high scoring. Expect that trend to continue on Monday. Obviously, there's questions around Justin Fields' health. Our sources are indicating that he'll be good to go. Uh, rumors this week, there was COVID issues at Ohio State again. That's something to keep an eye on. They're usually pretty secretive about who's out until the day of the game. So uh, we won't know until Monday if, if anyone's missing. Uh, but I'm expecting an Ohio State team to come out, ball out. This is a team that's dealt with a ton of adversity this season. Uh, they were doubted by many versus Clemson. They're also doubted by many versus Bama. So I expect them to show up with a chip on their shoulder. And this isn't a David versus Goliath matchup. These are two talent equitable teams. And I believe this is going to be one heck of a championship game uh, between two heavyweights of the sport this season. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I'm looking at this in Ohio State, what I saw against Clemson and what I expect to see against the Buckeye or uh, against Alabama is another strong performance. I think this Buckeye team was basically, you know, like, as you said, Mickey, they have the talent. They're basically waiting for the college football playoff to go play the elite teams and put that on display. And I think over the course of the season, they sort of did enough to, to win. I mean, shoot, they're up 35 to seven against Indiana at one point before sleepwalking. So this team, you know, the, the they came to play last week. They're going to come to play Monday. That, that wasn't a, it wasn't a spoof or anything. It's just they've been waiting for this moment, and they've been been, been looking for the, for the you know, put a show on. What I think is going to happen, I think the Ohio State offense is going to have their way with the Alabama defense. They're going to be able to run the ball, and Fields, I think, is going to be clicking and hitting Olave and Wilson. So they're going to be able to keep pace with Alabama's offense. And what I think is going to come down to the key here is Mac Jones's mobility. If he's able to scramble and pick up some first downs, maybe, maybe they're on the 30-yard line of Ohio State and he's able to scramble and pick up a first down instead of so they can keep the drive going for a touchdown instead of having to kick a field goal. If he's able to do that, I think Alabama can squeak this out. But I don't think he's going to be able to do that enough. I think those two big D tackles that the Buckeyes have up front and that rotation they have with their D line, I don't think Alabama's faced anyone like that all season. It's the toughest defense that they're going to face. It's not an SEC defense. It's a Big Ten Ohio State Buckeye defense. And I think it's going to give them more fits than they're used to. And Mac Jones is going to have to move around and buy some time. And he's going to have to pick up some third downs with his feet. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that enough so um we'll see how that ends up playing out like i said earlier we'll have our picks on this against the line uh later in the show but mickey let's let's shift gears from college football to the nfl we've got uh wild card weekend a huge uh, weekend ahead. yeah and that's kicking off tomorrow so and then we got what three games tomorrow and then three games on sunday right just a couple triple headers. No big deal. <laughs> now, that's pretty cool. You know, the extra the extra wild card spot in the NFL this year is, um, gives that extra game. And I wonder if that makes it more important for the teams that were able to receive that, that number one seed and get the bye because traditionally the number two seed gets a bye as well, but not, not this year. So um, let's dive into these games, Mickey. First up, uh, we'll take a look at – we got the Saints. They're the number two seed in the NFC. We'll go through the NFC first. Uh, they're playing the number seven Chicago Bears. Saints finished the season 12 and four. The Bears had an eight and eight record. 
Saints are favored by eight and a half points. Total points expected 48 is where that line has been drawn. Mickey, you live in Chicago, man. You bleed the, the blue and orange. Tell us what you think. Are we going to see an upset? We're not going to see an upset, but uh, hey, you know, there might, uh, that eight and a half point line will be an interesting. We'll talk about this one a little bit later in the, in the show as well. But, you know, the Saints beat the Bears in week eight. Uh, they're heavy favorites this week. Chicago comes in the playoffs, winning three of their last four. It's going to be an uphill battle for them. Uh, you know, Saints are a complete team. Uh, they have a great defense, good offense. Drew Brees is, is even at 42 or 41. He's showing you know, some signs of slowing down, but still making good decisions. Uh, meanwhile, Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, he's, he's prone to make one or two boneheaded turnovers a game. Uh, if he can clean up his game and, and make a couple plays with his feet like he's known to do, uh, minimize the, the painful turnovers, this one could be close. Uh, the Saints have some questions, though. They're leading sacker, uh, Hendrickson. He's going to be out. Uh, Alvin Kamara's got some COVID issues. There's some other personnel issues that they're facing. And uh, although Kamara, I believe, is expected to play. Um, I think the most interesting note on this game, though, uh, I believe got this weird Nickelodeon broadcast going on this week. I think SpongeBob SquarePants might be on the call. Uh, that's probably the most notable piece of this game. But yeah, the Saints should have, uh, Saints should be able to dispatch Chicago and move on to the next round. Yeah, and uh... And yeah, that's expected, and we'll we'll see. I guess you know if they if they have some of the key players out of the lineup that that could maybe maybe make it a little tighter. But um, let's move on to probably the arguably the at least in the NFC probably the going to be the best game. Uh, it's definitely the tightest game according to the line. Uh, we got number three Seattle uh, versus number six the Los Angeles Rams. Seattle went twelve and four during the season. The Rams went ten and six. When I was putting this outline together, the Seahawks were favored by four and a half. But has that tightened up, Mickey? Is that down to three points now? Uh, it's a good question. I know Jared Goff uh, has a fractured hand. And he's questionable. The line moved, uh, I think, on the news that he might not play. I'm, I'm just going to pop into FanDuel really quick and see see where the lines move to. But uh, as you guys all know, the Rams, they were my Super Bowl future pick earlier this season. Uh, their defense, Aaron Donald and company, uh, have, have proven to be dominant. Questions about the Rams are on offense. Goff's dealing with his thumb fracture. His status is questionable. That line moved from four and a half. It has moved to the Seahawks giving three. So my guess is Goff is going to be good to go. Uh, the Seahawks are at home. They should win. Uh, Pete Carroll has not lost the home playoff game as the Seahawks coach. Maddie, uh, Russell Wilson, still Russell Wilson. I know the Rams defense might slow him down, but uh, I think the Seahawks uh, are going to win the game. I don't know that Seahawks giving three. That 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 that's a tough one for me. Well, yeah, I think this is going to be one of the more fun games to watch, and it, it could go either way. I think it's uh, both two really good teams that can make it probably make a deep run in the playoffs. If, if we're being all honest about this, so um, the number <laughs> these guys are in the playoffs. <laughs> the number four Washington football team. Yeah, it's my backyard, Mickey. I know, I know. Uh, number four Washington football team finishing with an astounding seven and nine record is going to host the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady coming to town. They finished the season eleven and five. I'm looking at this. You got Tampa Bay's eleven and five. You got the Rams who went ten and six. 
but the Washington football team at seven and nine gets to host a football game, a playoff game. So uh, that's that's the rules. They won their division, and as Ron Rivera, the coach of the football team, says, "Hey, it doesn't matter how we got here. We got here by winning our division. That's what that's what uh, you have to do, and we did that. So uh, give us their due. They're not going to apologize for that. So, uh, Mickey, do they have a chance in this one? You know, I think they do. Uh, they're five and one in games that Alex Smith starts, albeit only one of those was against the playoff team when they upset Pittsburgh on Monday night. They have a defensive line, I, I think, with 25 or 30 first round draft picks <laughs> by Chase Young and Jonathan Allen and Ryan Kerrigan. They can get after the passer. And, and you know, historically, Tom Brady's struggled when, when the defensive line can get pressure and disrupt his timing. Uh, Tampa, Tampa has a stout defense as well. They'll be tough. They should win this one. Uh, but I'm looking at that line. The total is only 44. Bucks are given seven and a half. Uh, something's not adding up there. And to Ron Rivera's point, they're there. They're going to play with a chip on their shoulder for sure, Matty. Uh, but you know, Tampa, Tampa should win this one. But Washington, I think, will put up a fight. Well, and our boy Scotty, uh, he has the Bucks rolling in this one. Um, you know, I've, I, I haven't been a huge believer in the football team, but at the same time, I do think Ron Rivera's got them trending in the right direction. And, you know, the uh, you look at a team that has a defensive line, like you, you said, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, Payne up front, you know, when you got a strong D line, um, you know, that, that can be a little bit of a game changer. And if you are going to win or maybe force some turnovers and you're right, you know, Tom Brady, you know, going up against strong D lines, that's, that's usually where he's, he's struggled. So we'll see what Washington can do. I, I think their defense is going to be able to keep Tampa at bay, pun intended. Um, I'm just not sure their offense is going to be able to do enough to, to, to score more points than what Tampa is going to be able to put up. But, We'll see. That is the uh, 8 p.m. game, I believe, 8 p.m. kickoff on uh, um, Saturday night, I think. Is that right? I believe so. Because uh, Steelers-Browns is a Sunday night game. And- well, let's shift over to the AFC. Um, we'll start with the number two-seeded Buffalo Bills, 13. Man, the AFC is loaded. I'm looking at these records. Buffalo, 13-3. and Indianapolis, 11-5. and Pittsburgh, 12-4. and the Browns, the Titans, the Ravens, all 11 and 5. Man, they do not get a break when you compare that to the 8 and 8 Chicago Bears, the 7 and 9 Washington Redskins, man. This is wild. So, but anyways, this first one, number two, Buffalo, 13 and 3. They're hosting uh, number seven, Indianapolis, who went 11 and 5. The Bills are laying six and a half points. Total is 51 and a half. Pretty high for an NFL game there. Mickey, what do you see? Yeah, that's uh, you know you don't see teams cover spreads like this that often in the wild card weekend. But uh, the Bills have been the best team in the league down the stretch. Uh, and big news out of Buffalo and Bills Mafia: they announced this week that they're going to have six to seven hundred fans at the game. Uh, they haven't had fans this season, so it's going to be awesome to have a crowd there and, and juicing up the boys. Uh, Josh Allen's had an amazing year. I have him as a futures pick for MVP. Might finish second or third. Uh, behind uh, Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, but he's in the mix. He's didn't think he had it in him, but man, it's been fun to watch this year. Really turned a corner. I'm liking the Bills here. I expect them to meet the Chiefs for the AFC Championship and the trip to the Super Bowl. I'm actually expecting the Bills to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Maddie, I know Scotty likes the Bills as well. I think the Bills are going to win. I don't know about that six and a half points though. 
Yeah, and I'll give you Scotty's pick on this a little later in the show. Um, you know, I, I've been liking the Bills, too, in recent weeks, kind of tailing you guys. But I'll ask you this question. They're going to have 6,700 fans in the stands. I bet there's 10 times that out in the parking lot, wouldn't you think? Oh, I'm guessing they're already breaking tables. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, um, well, let's go on to the number three seed. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they kind of faded down the stretch. I believe they lost – what four of the last five games um, after starting starting out what eleven and zero I think uh, they're going to be hosting the Cleveland Browns. This is a big rivalry game. These teams have already met twice this season. Steelers are laying six points. Total is forty seven and a half. Um, Browns have had a lot of issues with COVID this week. Mickey, is that going to affect them? Uh, absolutely. Your head coach is your play caller is going to be out. He's going to miss the game as your Pro Bowl guard Joel. Betonio is going to miss the game and three others. Uh, you know, we saw this earlier this year and, and obviously different circumstances, different game, different stakes, but the Lions were missing a handful of coaches and they just look clueless trying to make adjustments and that in, in their game against Tampa Bay a couple of weeks back. Um, it's playoffs though. Brown's going to show up, but again, feel bad for the Cleveland friends that we know. We got a couple of friends of the show, including Beamoff, diehard Browns fan super loyal fans pumped about the playoffs, but they're in this situation with COVID wreaking havoc on it. Um, you know, the Steelers have been here before Ben Roethlisberger's rested. He's ready to go. Baker Mayfield first playoff game. I like Baker, but it's always tough for young guys in this position. Uh, I just think with, with the COVID, uh, uh, adversity that the Browns are facing, it's going to be tough for them to win. It's going to be tough for them to cover that six point spread. Um, I'm expecting the Steelers, unfortunately, hate the Steelers, not a big fan, but I'm expecting them to uh, win this one and, and cover. Yeah, it is disappointing. I saw that, you know, the head coach is not going to be able to be there. And, you know, for the Browns and their fans getting to the playoffs for the first time in such a long time, uh, that's quite the accomplishment. But then they have the issues they're having. It's really going to set them back in, in a matchup like this. So I'll say that, that uh, what I will say, though, is it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. So uh i don't know we'll see what happens but you're right if, if you're missing some coaches and you know just you know how does that mess up your you know you have to be so on point with your signals and, and making adjustments and all that um it, in a game like this that that might be too much but i guess part of me is kind of hoping the browns do figure out a way to pull it out you know have a little bit of a disney ending i don't think they're going to go win the super bowl but if they if they can upset the steelers and get a playoff win I think the Cleveland fan base will, will be satisfied for that for this year. So oh, that would be a great story. Uh, the last game of the wild card weekend, uh, or the last game that we have to go through is the number four seeded Tennessee Titans in Scotty B. Good's backyard of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, they're going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the number five seed, both these teams are 11 and five. Obviously the Ravens um, with Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP, not quite the season, you know, this year, but you know, such a dangerous set threat. They're given three points and we're looking at a total of 54 and a half. That's the highest of all these uh, should be a pretty high scoring game is what Vegas thinks. Mickey, break it down. Well, last year, these teams met in the playoffs. Tennessee ran rough shot over the 14-2 Ravens en route to the AFC Championship game appearance. They lost to the Chiefs. These two teams also met this year in Week 11. The Titans prevailed in overtime. Uh, they actually came back late in that one to go into overtime. 
But the Ravens, are, they've come in having won five in a row, and they've been listening to these questions for the last couple of years now. Lamar Jackson in the playoffs has not stepped up. I don't think they want to hear that anymore. I'm expecting the, uh, the Ravens uh, to take a step up in how they play in the playoffs, and I thought what Tennessee did last year was going to be tough to replicate, even though they still have Derrick Henry. He's an absolute beast. He rushed for over 2,000 yards this year. Uh, but their defense, Titans' defense has been bad, uh, and it's going to be tough for them to contain and slow the Ravens team. That's hungry to get a win here uh, and avenge last year's loss, but also remove that monkey from the back of uh, all the questions that they're getting. So I think the Ravens' minus three here might be the play. I know Scotty's liking the Ravens here. Yeah, it, 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 tell us about Scotty's pick, Matty. Yeah, yeah, Scotty is taking the Ravens uh, minus three. He thinks they'll, they'll win by a touchdown. And, you know, from my standpoint, this just feels like, you know, they had such a phenomenal regular season and just got throttled in the in the first round of the playoffs or, or their first game of the playoffs last year. This feels like the team that kind of realizes, hey, the playoffs is another level, another notch. We don't have to go 14-2 and two in the regular season. And like you said, they're hitting their stride at the right time um, coming into these playoffs. So this feels like maybe a team that knows, knows how to win the playoffs or, or knows what the mindset needs to be after last year's debacle um, coming off that great regular season last year and, and getting upset. So I think the Ravens are going to have, they're going to be in the right mindset and, and this will be their year where maybe they win a couple games in the playoffs. Maybe they get to the conference finals. Um, we'll see though. We'll find out. Uh, Derek Henry is a beast and he, if he can get going, man, he's going to be tough for, for any defense to stop. So, um, what does it for the NFL segment of our show, Mickey? Shall we get into making some money? Yeah, like a little green, you know. It's time to get into money-making picks. Uh, Maddie, I know you got the money bets model. Uh, you talked earlier in the show, even on a hot street picking basketball, ranking number three in that NCAA cappers league that you're a part of. Uh, let's let's uh, share some of that insight and some of that money-making picks with our audience tonight. Well, yeah, and, and Mickey, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, I'm 12 and five this week. Uh, it's vaulted me into third place in this Cappers League, and uh, I was 11 and five coming in today. Just saw that a little bit ago that Dayton and Davidson. I hit the over on that game, and NCAA men's basketball. I'm going to be dropping more picks this weekend, uh, so be sure to follow me on Twitter at Maddie Money Bets, uh, so you can track and tail those picks. I'm only going to give our audience one pick tonight, and I'm going to zero in on the college football national championship game. Um, and I'm taking the Buckeyes uh, eight and a half. Tell you what, here's how I'd play this. Two units on the Buckeyes to cover the spread, and then put one unit on the Buckeyes money line. I think they're going to win this thing. Uh, but I think you, you put two units, cover the spread, and if that money line doesn't hit, if Bama does squeak out a oh, victory by a field goal, you're still making money. And if when the, when the Buckeyes do win, you're going to be able to, Mickey, I'm going to steal this from you. You're going to go be able to treat you later a nice steak dinner. <laughs> hey, I like that. And, uh, and since our boy Scotty B. Good is not here with us, I'm going to give you some of his picks that he sent in on uh, this weekend's NFL games. Uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Scotty Betts. Uh, he's also dropping NCAA games as well, picking those strong as well. And you know, if Scotty's betting on these games, it's Scotty be good. Did I do that right, Mickey? That sounded good. You got to get that Tennessee draw in there, though. 
Yeah, well, that's going to be tough for me coming uh, coming from Ohio. But anyways, Scotty's loving the Bills, uh, laying six and a half. Um, he's been liking that team for for quite a while. Uh, Seahawks at minus three. Uh, just too much uncertain, uncertainty around golf. So he's, he's liking that. And uh, Pete Carroll has not lost a home playoff game. That's coming from Scotty B. Good. Scotty says the Bucks are going to roll. Not the Buckeyes, but the Buccaneers. He says the Buccaneers are going to roll. And uh, he's liking the Ravens at minus three as well. He's not touching the Saints-Bears game. And the Steelers are his lock. He says they're going to crush the Browns. Mayfield's first playoff game and he is going to get a taste of just how different these games are. They haven't practiced all week. Their head coach is out along with their players. Browns are going to get crushed. That's from Scotty B. Good, my friends. Mickey, give us your picks. You know, I, I like what Scotty's got going on there. We might we might have to disagree on some of these NFL picks. However, uh, I got two NFL picks to share. I got a college football pick to share. We're gonna start in the NFL, going to the big easy, the Bears at the Saints. New Orleans has some personnel question marks. They'll be without their leading sacker. Alvin Kamara's status is up in the air. This is a team that's focused on the Super Bowl and historically these playoff games in the early rounds are tight. You look at what Sean Payton's records are in these games, they're in line with that tightness. They wanna get through to the next round healthy. They wanna get through and play for a chance to play in the Super Bowl. So they're gonna, they're gonna do enough to win, but the Bears have been playing good ball lately and played New Orleans tougher this year. Saints, again, are gonna win. Bears keep it close, taking the Bears, getting eight and a half down in the Big Easy. Next, we're going to Maddie Money's backyard. The Washington football team at seven and nine, seven and nine, a playoff team at seven and nine, Hugh Jim Mora. They're hosting Tom Brady and the 11 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks are favored by seven and a half. Total of 44 and a half suggests this one might be more of a defensive game than some think. Look, in a 16-game season, two teams have qualified for the playoffs of losing records before this year. In 2010, the 7-9 Seattle Seahawks relied on the Beast Quake to take down the then 11-5 New Orleans Saints. That was 10 years ago today. In 2014, the 7-8-1 Panthers. A team that was coached by Ron Rivera and led by Cam Newton took out the 11-5 Cardinals. Happened twice, a team with seven wins. Played a team 11 wins in this game and they won straight up both times. Noted earlier, Alex Smith, five and one as the starter this year. He's a good QB. Will the football team win? Maybe. Will they cover? Absolutely. Washington football team getting seven and a half at home. Take it to the bank. They're gonna cover. Then last but not least, Monday night. My action for the college football national championship game. Justin Fields' health remains a question mark, but my sources indicate he's ready to roll. Maddie, here's a fun stat for you. Alabama is 0-4 against the spread in CFP final games. In those games, the over has hit all four times. This is where my head and my heart expect this trend to continue. I have the Ohio State University Buckeyes led by Justin Fields. Chris Olave, Jonathan Cooper, Ryan Day and company, not only covering that eight and a half point line, but the total hitting the over. And in Babe Ruth fashion, I'm calling my shot. I'm pointing out to center field, Ohio State on the money line, straight up winners. Buckeyes waltz into Miami, keep pace with Bama early, keep putting 
points on the board and they stroll out of Hard Rock Stadium with a convincing, only because they're winning the game, 45 to 41 win for their ninth national championship. That's my steak dinner boom lock. And of course, Maddie, you'll be eating steak. You'll be treating Mrs. Money to some steak following the Ohio State win. Uh, you guys all know there's only one way to eat steak and that's with a smile on your face and pull hard cash in your pocket because you won the steak dinner boom lock of the week. Let's roll. I love it, Mickey. I love it. And there you have it, folks. Those are the picks of the week and a lot of football action. It's going to be a fun weekend. You got the NFL playoffs. You got the national championship game on Monday night. It's going to be great watching these games, Mickey. Um, and before we wrap up, uh, anything from your boys, Johnny Dogs or Mad Max, you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, Johnny Dogs and Mad Max are going to have some articles posted on sportsbetsfun.com uh, tomorrow morning highlighting these games. Johnny Dobbs has got a wild card teaser with the Bills and Seahawks. He's got some straight bets. He's got the Bears and Saints. He's got the Titans, uh, Ravens game. And uh, but he's steering clear of a couple of the Buccaneers and Washington football team and the Browns and Steelers games. And then uh, Mad Max. He's got a couple wild card picks, including a Bucks and Steelers teaser time that you want to get into. And he's talking uh, Seahawks and Rams game. Keep an eye on that, plus his against the spread card rankings. They'll all be posted tomorrow on sportsbetsfun.com. But also be sure to follow at MadMaxSBF on Twitter. That's Mad Max's Twitter account. That's where he's posting a lot of his picks as well. So give that a follow and uh, stay tuned to what he's dropping in football and basketball and hockey when that kicks up next week. Yeah, and I've been seeing a lot of his, a lot of his NCAA uh, basketball picks coming out the last couple weeks. I love what he's doing out there. So helping make our listeners some money. Uh, well, we're looking forward to doing this all again next week. Until then, follow all the action on Twitter. Got at SportsBetsFun. Check out the website, SportsBetsFun.com. And have some fun watching all the games this weekend. We hope you make a little money, too. For Mickey Sanrino, for Scotty Be Good, for our friends Charlie Cash, Johnny Dogs, Mad Max, I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun.